Hello everyone, welcome to the third episode of the Sports Lossage Podcast. My name is Tushar Kateria, I'll be the host for today's episode. In this episode, we have our guest, Mr. Abhishek Sharma, who is a renowned sports agent in India. He's the founder and CEO of the Athletes Today Sports Management Private Limited. Mr. Sharma represents many profound players in India as well as in UK. He graduated from the CMS Jain University. Further, he completed his PhD diploma in sports management from the International Institute of Sports Management. So, without wasting any time, the podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. Yes, sir. The yeah. first question uh, from my side would be, uh, how was the journey started from graduating from college and becoming the sports agent? How was the transition happened for you? So, can you please uh, elaborate to tell us about that? Um. Yeah, so um, first of all, thank you for having me in the podcast. Uh, it was, uh, I'm very humbled to see a lot of young students uh, reach out and learn more about the domain and invite people like me and the others from the industry. Uh, coming back to your question, uh, how was it like for me? I think from college itself, I was very, um, I've always, I think my foundations growing up has always been into sports. Uh, and I love that uh, aspect of it. I think when I was in college, uh, because of my internship, I got the opportunity to explore the sports uh, sports management area. Uh, so what, what, what had happened for me was I did my internship with um, event company, sports event company, and, and that's how I got involved. I worked in the IPL and things like that. Uh, I think from there, what happened was I sort of got like a base in terms of uh, this is going to be the industry and this is how things are going to be. Post which I think I did my I did my research in terms of knowing what do I do in my masters. Since I have a little experience um, in in the sports uh, event industry a little bit, uh, while I was doing my masters, what had happened was. Uh, I had met a lot of my batchmates who were into uh, uh, a lot more into football and things like that. And so was I. But uh, then I got introduced to various different things from them, like, you know, um, specific agents and there's a program and there are exams that you give. There are FIFA uh, agent exams and, you know, what, what, what does one do and things like that. So I think it, I, I found it very fascinating then. Um, but it wasn't very clear to me that this is what I want to do. So I wanted to explore multiple uh, things. But uh, I think as I had finished uh, college and uh, I was working in a grassroots uh, education, uh, sports education company, which is very big in India, it's called KU. Um, and I was writing, you know, I was developing curriculums for them and things like that. So I was really associated with grassroots, which is what I love and I'm very passionate about. Um, then I came to a period where uh, I was like, you know, I want to work with players and this is what I want to do. And, you know, day by day, my idea was getting clear. So I remember in uh, 2014, I went and signed a freestyle football player, you know, a freestylist who, uh, you know, performs uh, on the streets and competitions and things like that. I think that's how my journey started. I didn't know about any contracts. I didn't know about anything. But I think uh, I was very confident, number one. Number two, I was willing to learn. So I was, I didn't have anything to lose. So for me was, let's go sign and then we will see what happens. Uh, you know, that sort of a thing. Uh, so I think it started from there. So I think after that, then I worked in multiple places. I worked in different companies as well. But I was, my mind would go back to, player representation, what do you do with athletes and things like that. So, uh, yeah. And and I think uh, by 2017, I took a conscious call and left wherever I was working, left my job uh, and started Athletes Today. Really, really good to know about this, how your journey started, the transition phase happened. Really good. So, uh, my next question would be, what are the necessary skills which are required for becoming a sport, sports agent? What, uh, uh, from your point of view, I want to know what are the things which are required? 
in today's market which is have which happened after the covid and the pandemic which is happening right now all over the world correct so um, see there are uh, core fundamentals uh, that i would want to touch upon and there is no uh, uh, there is no one way of becoming a sports agent so it's not like i can give you it's not like a philip kotler marketing book mm-hmm. that you get the fundamentals and then you know about marketing okay mm-hmm. so it's more on the basis of uh, there are a couple of skills that maybe you should have and maybe you should develop um some things that i personally believe that someone who wants to become a sports agent and uh, that's how they think the industry should be um leads to things like having a good understanding and the acumen of the sport itself so so first the idea is i have to understand the sport really well and then once i get to that period it becomes a lot more easier for me to know what is the type of talent that i want to work with so then you break things into down into various different talent category age groups and things like that male female and and things like that different baskets that you can put into one second yeah so so i think that is a very good thing that uh, one must understand uh, number 2 will be uh, i think you have to be very psychologically strong uh, you have to understand psychology in a in a non traditional way you need to know about man management really well um, and you need to know how different personalities work so so this is something that i didn't really know that i had it in me uh that i can manage different personalities but i think it comes from the um, learning that i have come and the background that i come from so it's more like um in my school i was the captain for a certain sport for my school or for the house team that i played and things like that so what happens is um once you are in that leadership position be it little or small but if it happens early around in your childhood so that helps you shape what you are doing later so for me what worked out was i managed and worked with different types of people in the same team that would play uh, you know in a team sport you get that opportunity i think that was the first seed that came into me and then now when i work with players so i know how different is a talent like lalit upadhyay from the men's olympics to a sushila chanu to a gurpreet singh sandhu to a sumit rathi so i think understanding the personality and the psychology of a player is very very important which i think is maximum ignored uh so so there are there are things over there you need to know really well uh number 2 will be i think you should have a very good business acumen if you don't have uh, a business acumen there is no point you throwing contracts or working with players and things like that because you don't understand the industry you don't have the business acumen to know what is happening around and how is sports growing and what is the aspect of the sports business uh in in the current scenario so i think that is also one of the fundamentals that uh, your business acumen has to come and it's not something that what can be taught i think that comes from practical knowledge practical experiences and things you do so for me also it worked out was because i was in college um and and school or whatever i think every event that my school did or my college did i would actively participate raise sponsorship and things like that so so i think it wasn't too difficult for me to you know treating a college fest and then coming to a sports scenario of course there is a massive difference but uh, but the approach was always because i knew that that i would know that the level playing ground maybe from zero uh where maybe one level one that i'm doing in college or whatever for some event or something moves to like level 8 uh you know or level 5 so so yeah so i i think business acumen psychology man management uh these are the things that one needs to possess to 
to see if they can be a good agent or not and i would i would say that uh, you should try and test your personality as well you know you should try and test uh how you interact with people how uh, are you empathetic towards people it also depends on who you are as a person so for me it's more like uh, i focus on things like compa- i'm very compassionate as a person so compassion you know empathy and things like that because uh, there are a lot of situations just in just not in the sports world but in general life uh that you need to have uh, a sort of a thing so i think these factors are important that shapes you up beyond that there is no one set pattern that i can tell you oh, you should do this and th- th- you know you can become a agent or not uh but i think your core fundamentals and who you are as a human being is the key already so we can conclude that there are few elements right business acumen is really important for any person who wants to become a sport agent then this contractual and uh, negotiation skill which are required from any sports agent and third you should be compassionate and you have to be available for your uh, for your clients all the time 100% 100% even if you're struggling uh, in terms of negotiating contracts and things like that because you speak to 50 people and one click or understand so that aspect keeps happening but it's very important if you're compassionate and empathetic if your athlete is going through a downward spiral if there is a personal professional the challenges he or she are facing you know um, and you need to be there for them so i think that is one of the very important keys Yeah. So the third question would be: Is there any qualification criteria is required to becoming a sports agent, especially in India? Because we know in European market, in US and UK market, there are some examination which you need to qualify for it, or a set pattern procedure which is prescribed by the uh, governing body. What about in India? How a student who just graduated uh, or he completed his uh, uh, postgraduate degree in sports management, he want to become a sports agent? uh first of all you can become a sports agent anywhere around the world there is you don't really need a certification mm-hmm. you don't need to get a give a cat mm-hmm. or gmat or any of those things to qualify to a certain institute uh, what i would recommend is um, i think for a college student or someone like that i think you should spend at least a solid 4 years in the sports industry itself don't get out of the college when you're 21 22 24 and start being like i want to be a sports agent and this is what i want to do and things like that i would rather say get a practical experience work in the sports industry you can choose whatever field you want to take it via the media journalism route you want to get into analytics the technical side you want to get into the business side you want to get into grassroots i would say that minimum 3 to 4 years that you should spend in the market uh once you've spent that time in the market and then have clarity i think then you're in a better stage to know do i want to work with players how do i want to grow with things and do you do they think they are going to be good enough uh, so that is the thing so and and is just not restricted to india i think it could be anywhere uh, i think the idea is to understand what the sporting market is uh, and then jumping onto it so uh, a lot of the times i get this because the type of maybe work that i do it on the outside it looks very glittery and goldy and um interesting that's why i get a lot of messages from people all over saying i want to be a sports agent i want to do this i want to do that but uh, it's not easy uh and i have only reached this stage with the type of experience that i've had in the industry so it's very important to spend time in the industry and uh, there's no no set pattern i think like i said your fundamentals have to be right if you understand the sport if you are passionate if you understand the governing bodies of the sport uh, you know so suppose like 
when i got involved with hockey um i've i've been working with hockey players from 2017 from when i started my agency and that time there was no other agency in the market who even looked at hockey players but i have played hockey i understand the fundamentals of hockey i understand you know federation of hockey international i understand indian hockey federation i um you know i understand who they are what is their role and things like that i understand the players i understand the sport um so i think these are very key important factors that one must have uh and 100% i would say don't get out of your college and make a company or make a this thing if you want to do it do it but my recommendation will be spend at least minimum 3 to 4 years in the industry and then take that jump yeah yeah it's really good to know that experience count uh, really well if you want to open 100%. your own agency so yeah 100% 100% tushar and uh, maybe go work with a athlete management agency mm-hmm. learn how how does how do how do things work and things like that uh i remember fifa used to have a program called the fifa agents program but that got abolished yeah. um so i think uh, in a way it's good and bad both uh you know it has its pro and con both uh i never got to give the exam because <laughs> i was studying and i was doing like i think i just finished my masters and you know it got abolished by then um but yeah it just comes down to uh you know you don't you like suppose i'll give you an example like aiff has a so called intermediary program yeah uh which doesn't make sense to me so uh i've worked and been involved in football for a decent enough time to give an opinion um i don't think so i think it's a pure hoax uh as long as you can pay aiff the money they are okay with it uh and that's about it i don't think so there is anything else that comes on to the table so uh, and there are agents who are more experienced than i am in this same field who are not even registered or least bothered to do that aiff intermediary program so so if you are young and all uh, please don't waste your money doing some football intermediary uh, registration i think first it's important for you to work with the players uh, do some transfers learn contracts uh, understand what a club needs understand the market value position demand of the sport and things like that once you have formed that framework and things like that then maybe if you want to then maybe do a so called just for the paper sake be involved with the aiff intermediary program or else don't waste your time and your money on all of that so uh, the next question would be uh, what are the books and material which you will recommend to students uh, who should read uh, to understand this sports management and sports market agency how, how what are the things that you will recommend uh, <laughs> for reading uh, so uh, see like i said no sports management is not a like it's not a philip kotler marketing book mm. where you are going to get the fundamentals so i would rather recommend them to read from uh, multiple different sources like so suppose if i give you an example uh, john smith is a very interesting guy whose book called the deal uh, it's a sports agent john smith is a very famous sports agent uh, and he's worked with arsenal worked with top players and things like that he's worked with the england cricket team as well uh, so i think i found my connect in his book like you know it sounds very fancy to say oh you, uh, raiola mendes all of that but these guys are like again they have their own stories different mm-hmm. i think read what is more relatable to you uh so i found john smith very interesting the book is called the deal um and it's a very interesting read like it's not that i will read that book and become a sports agent it's just a very basic read into what what was going on back then how was he perceiving things how did he handle situations 
uh, and things like that. Um, beyond that, like I focus on very different books. Like you know, I there's a very famous book because I come from a background of marketing and sales. So uh, I would read this book by this man called Mark Macomac, and uh, Mr. Macomac is the founder of one of the biggest sports agencies or the group in the world called the IMG group. Uh, so uh, Mark Macomac revolutionized golf uh, in the 70s, um, 60s, 70s and all of that. Um, and I found that very interesting. So when I was in college, it was recommended, the book was recommended by my dean to me. Until date, I have the book in my shelf and I once in a while open it and read it. Uh, and the book is, there, there are multiple books by him, but there are two of my favorite ones. One is called Selling in general. Um, and it tells you what you, like it, it's like, uh, it's coming from a man who's made the biggest sports agency in the world. So... So it comes from that thought pool, you know, what was he thinking and what was that like? Uh, second, uh, so the book is called Selling. The second book by him is What They Don't Teach You in Harvard Business School. So, you know, so I think as an entrepreneur, I could relate to that book a lot more. Uh, I don't need to go to an IIM or any place. Mm -hmm. This for me personally, uh, you should go to an IIM if you get a chance or IIT. Uh, but this is for me personally. So I didn't need to go to a specific institute to um, to make my credentials and my hard work known. So for me, it was quite simple. And I think these are the these are some of the sports related books. I love reading uh, autobiographies. So you know. So for me, uh, when I read. Usain Bolt, I think I finished it in like one week or five days and I was blown away with it because he's one of those uh, athletes who uh, changed the way that the humans think or mm -hmm. the science that was going to prove that he's not going to win and things like that. And then he does, uh, he redefines a lot of things uh, in terms of human excellence. So I think uh, I found all of that very, very fascinating for me personally. So, uh, so yeah, if I would, if I would come, these are some of the books that one can look into. I love reading general philosophy as well. Uh, you know, so uh, I think a a anything that gets your mind a lot more clearer, uh, you should read that. So I'm, I, I follow the Japanese philosophy really well. Uh, I read things like Wabi Sabi, mm -hmm. Ikigai, you know, different things. So there's no, um, one second, sorry. Uh, there's no one combination, like I said, uh, multiple things that you can pick up and books are knowledge. So, uh, so uh, whatever books that you recommend, I will put it uh, in the description box so that uh, students who want to read more about these, uh, that whatever philosophy. So I will recommend that books and I will put the link as well as the Amazon link so that they can directly buy from there. So yes, yeah. So uh, so uh, the next question uh, would be uh, how students can start their career in the sports management industry, how they can start with it from the minimal. Let's say if they want to just, they are in their college uh, life right now and they want to start it. What are the initial steps that, that they can take? Finish college or while you're doing college, get an internship in a sports firm. Hmm. Uh, get into the skin of what you want to do because the sports industry is like an umbrella. So there is multiple things. There's journalism, there's media, there's, uh, you know, technique, uh, technical, there's science, there's commerce, there's marketing, business, multiple things. So I think first uh, join and work when internship at a sports institute, then grow. Um, I think as you then finish college, I think you should work for at least two to three years. 
uh, once you work in the sports industry you get a better practical knowledge uh, once you're done with that then maybe if you want to do a master in sports then you should go pursue don't finish your college please don't join these stupid institutes finishing colleges that are telling you to do a nba mba in sports management and all of that please please understand get some practical experience uh, then maybe do a masters if you want to um, and 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 then explore the field so first i would just say uh, explore the field in terms of internship and the market and then maybe after spending like like i said for me i started my first internship in 2012 uh, you know and after spending 5 years of doing sports infrastructure grassroots development sports event management and things like that i knew what i wanted to do and what i wanted to change so then i started my own thing in 2017 so by spending 5 years in that line and that industry i was very clear that this is what i want to do and this is what i'm going to be good at and this is what i want to explore so i would recommend the same for everyone like in general spend 2 to 3 solid years in the industry before you take a job so for my point of view i think that a basic thing that any student can do is start with it start with the organizing local tournaments just start managing their things you you can find yeah see i see that has to be very impromptu when you are in college or anyway mm. doing so many activities yeah. but like i said uh doing from that transition from doing a college tournament mm. or the local tournament has to now shift into go work in a sports firm do a 4 5 month internship uh you know get to understand how they work get to understand how does a company work what are the fundamentals in the company what is the operation process you know i worked for an mnc my only drive to work with that mnc was back in the day apart from the money that they were paying me how does a mnc the why is it an mnc and what is different about it from an mnc in a indian company so the idea was for me to understand what are the processes do they have you know how does it work what are the different processes how does this work from channel a to channel c how does what is what is the time that it takes and what is the flow what is the hierarchy uh, and all of for me to understand i in today's time in my company i don't really follow an hierarchy um, but that's what i meant so i think yeah like you said tournaments and all is fine which you are anyway going to do but definitely if you want to explore the sports management industry jump into the field and get some practical experience and be serious about it you know don't waste your parents money like i i come across a lot of people uh, maybe because they played football at some point of time in their school and they think oh sports is my career and things like that No, don't waste your time. If you're willing to put in the hard work, if you uh, have the patience to learn, if you desire to be one of the best, uh, or do the work that keeps you satisfied and your goal satisfied, then do it. But just for the heck of it, or you think in your head that you're this thing and you uh, you know want to pursue, don't don't waste your time, money, and all of that. Okay. so uh, the next question would be uh, how was the experience as a sports agent till now while managing the various players like vandana kataria sushila chanu gurpreet singh sandhu how was the experience because i know the story about the vandana kataria and you did a uh, one uh, one session with the, the bridge or the sports kid about that you tell their stories how these uh, this women players come from the various background how it's becomes really tough for them that they had to battle with the society as well as they had to improve their game also so Great. please tell us please tell us more about it uh vandana is a very special talent uh and she is the type of a player that comes uh, i think once in 10 15 years uh 100%. 100%. so her struggle yeah so uh, her struggles are very real uh, they're not artificial uh 
and it's been very hard so i know her for a very long time uh, and i've seen that in her so for me it's uh, it's a very emotional sort of a journey to be having working with her uh i have a very family sort of a relationship with her specifically uh and uh, i think what i think it's a very universal thing that i believe in uh where i think because of the suffering background challenges that she has come from uh it was her it was uh, the time for the universe to give it back to her you know so the difficulties that she stood by and 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 um, and she faced her fears her challenges from the background she comes from from that type of the society where people think in a very narrow way uh, you know to face all of that and uh, compete and constantly be in pressure to perform and be the best and be selected and do things like that uh and i think rio olympics is something that nobody ever will forget from the women's team or the fans and vandana kataria will be a name that nobody ever will forget in indian women's hockey so i think it was the time for the universe to give it back to her whatever they took away from her um and she is a wonderful human being like in person i've spent a lot of time with her um i've not i've come across a lot of athletes but uh, yeah she's she's somewhat special yeah and uh, moving on to the others yes sushila chanu one of the most experienced technical um a quality player former women's hockey captain uh i don't think so ever in my life uh, being a even a male hockey player or it's it's not about male or female it's like a hockey player i think i've never seen anyone who's so committed number one is the word that i would use for her number two she's technically so good she's she's one of the more technical players like uh, how we talk while growing up in cricket and things like that you know there were different personalities so a lot of people like why is rahul dravid known so well because he was technically one of the best gifted players or things like that so i think sushila chanu is that like she is committed and she is very technically sound uh with gurpreet bhai gurpreet bhai is a star um and uh, it's always been my pleasure to have having been work with him in multiple projects that we do i share a very good relationship with him uh, we are very good friends also uh, it's just not a work uh, relationship and uh, and he has a lot of trust in me i have a lot of trust in him uh, we are somewhat around the same age sort of a thing um i'm a couple of years older though but uh, uh, our conversation and our thought pool is very connected uh, and i feel very comfortable with him so there are times where i uh, listen to something he says or take it as an advice or there are things that i share with him he takes it as an advice and appreciates my input and things like that so i love it and uh, you know i've i've, I've tracked him down for a very long time to be now doing this with him uh, then working with other players like lalit and uh, lalit is also an extraordinary player from banaras uh, mm-hmm. of course from uh, up and uh, very very straight forward personality uh, 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 when we started working together i had a lot of my friends from the up and places like that uh, come to me and saying oh wo banaras ka hai full bhokal hai wo so you know they would they would say things like that and yes. i would also smile and be like that you know um, and, and 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 these things so uh, lalit is also a very down to earth uh, sweet guy uh, i love his uh, i think i love his sense of humor i think i love gurpreet's sense of humor and lalit's sense of humor the most uh, 
and they are different of course they are two different uh, types of humor but i love it i enjoy it i laugh at it uh, and it's a pleasure to work with a olympic bronze medalist you know to if i represent a guy who's won uh, bronze medal in the olympics i think uh, in my personal goals if i spoke to a younger abhishek who had dreams in his mind and who would stay awake in the, at nights looking at the sky or looking uh, at trying to be like you know what is it so i think one of the things that is ticked off from my personal this thing is i worked with players who won olympic medals and and not that they won and then i was working i've been with them in that journey so that for me is very uh, gratifying and touching and then working with younger players like sumit and all is i love the challenge because then it's um, how i mold their personalities what i do with them how do i guide them and things like that so be it sumit vivek uh, you know junior hockey india captain vivek sagar is our player sumit and so they are in that um 18 to 22 21 age bracket and i love it because uh, because that's such an exciting age to be at uh, there are lots of challenges with that as well because uh, yeah there's there's a lot of challenges into that because i have been that age so i understand how and what they are trying to think uh, but they are still a lot because they played for india sumit india under 23 vivek captain of junior hockey so i understand they are still very professional the biggest challenge comes is the names that you don't know about and the players that i work with uh, who are below 18 who are 16 17 and all of that those personalities are um, interesting their demands are interesting the things they say are really funny some of them are very rebellious and things like that and that takes me back to my 15 year old and how would i think you mm. know as super i was very rebellious i wanted to do what i wanted to do i wouldn't listen to anyone uh, and things like that so i think i love it yeah that's 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 the thing the the name of the player which i tell you also take it because every player have their own journey and every players have their own way of living so right. that's why i pick uh, these three four uh, players uh, right now and currently because the uh, when vandana katiar scored three goals against australia one of the most proudest moment i saw and me and my mother we both were crying at that time we were watching that match so it's really good to was it uh, at that time uh, it was a really hard luck for us also that uh, india could not uh, went to the finals uh, in the uh, tokyo olympics he scored that against ireland and ireland. australia they won 1-0 yeah it's a very t- the the uh, the league was really tough for them the group that they got it um, it's really yeah tough. see i if i have to give you an entire scenario what happened was uh, the more than the group being tough what worked for india was they played the first two difficult teams in the start yeah if they face them in the end there are chances we wouldn't have qualified mm-hmm. so we played them in the start we played really badly they thrashed us and then the teams that we knew ke in india can take on we took them on and then we had the momentum mm-hmm. and once we had the momentum then when we beat australia 1-0 which we made history by reaching yeah. the semi finals i think that so in any sport it's all about the momentum that you make and mm-hmm. on a given day i see to be honest i remember this very very well i was in ladakh and i had moved my base to ladakh because i wanted time off from bombay mm-hmm. um so i remember very very well i was talking to my journalist friends i was talking to my friends who are the marketing head of various brands and i was telling them you know just over a drink or over a call or things like that saying women's hockey team this olympics no if on a given day they all mm-hmm. click they can beat any team in the world i knew it and i believed in it with 100% in my heart i believed that they could take anyone on on a given day if they clicked they can like they can do wonders um and that specific day when they beat australia i was crying i was in tears i was talking to my mother on the phone it was all over the news i 
I think I must have given four five interviews after that. Uh, I came on live. I did various things, but uh, but it was truly truly emotional because the thing is uh, nobody believed in it. And here is uh, I will personally maybe someday share this with my grandchildren or something if I ever do have. Uh, I was hundred percent in the belief that they can beat them. Like I knew it that on a given day they can, and when it happened, like I was crying and hugging people, and I think I was watching it with twenty people in Ladakh, in the place in the uh, uh, place that I was staying, and it was super emotional and and very happy. I think one of the highlights of twenty twenty one for me last year would be uh, that match and that game and things like that. So, yeah so the next question would be what are your views of the evolution of esports and the chess during this pandemic happened and now you see we have right now in chess we having a golden generation we have virat gujarati we have nihal sari there are so many young players are coming right now which are becoming grand master at the age of 13 and 14 which is a very it's a very unique achievement for uh, right now yeah so can you please tell us about this what what do you see right now the future of indian sports market <laughs> okay so i am also um, maybe as a reader fan i don't hardcorely follow hmm. chess i'm being honest uh, i also read whatever on the surface so i think we are going through a golden period i think these kids uh, or these people or the uh, you know or, or or these guys who are doing so well in chess i think there's a massive future there are a lot, lot of grandmasters that are going to come out of it uh and i hope the people and the brains that are behind working with these young talented players and things like that i hope it goes the long way uh so you know so uh, that's all that i would comment and say because i don't really know more than that into the uh, into the sport uh, into the sport of chess um when it comes to e gaming yes i think in the last one year uh i've done a lot of research and grown and uh, you know my company is also working with a e gaming company which i'm not going to disclose now which is going to happen very soon um i think e gaming is the future and a very interesting space um but i would like to correct people that uh, dream 11 and and feelings mpl and all of that is uh, that, that that that's not e gaming mm-hmm. uh, that's fantasy sport betting so uh, <laughs> so it's uh, please don't fall for these giants who are spending so much money on marketing to come and tell you oh uh, we are e gaming company but you're not uh, so i would i would come down to that uh, but yeah the real the real e gamers and the sports of e game i think it's very fascinating and i think uh, with the things that are going around in the world with related to crypto nfts e gaming i think this whole um, ecosystem is going to come together so a lot of the nfts are going to be integrated into e games and and things like that so i think it's a very learning period for all of us i find it very fascinating but i'm also learning so i'm not an expert in it i'm learning i'm now in this year one of the goals that my company had was to work with a e gaming team and things like that so we are very excited and uh, we want to learn uh, that is our thought process uh, that's about it yeah so uh, the thing which i picked this question specifically because in 2020 uh, the that at that time we have pubg mobile so uh, the uh, pmgc happened at that time and uh, pmws happened because in eastern hemisphere which where we are living right now they had a separate tournament and western hemisphere had a different uh, tournament so at that time uh, the 314s qualified for the top 10 uh, standing at that time including the indonesian malaysian teams and uh, apart from that uh, in uh, there's a one uh, indian team uh, orange rock esports team they finished number 2 at that time and uh, it's uh, one of the biggest achievement like going to be working with them oh uh, oh that's one of the best team right now and 
right now the pg uh, is happening right now battle ground india series is happening and uh, many talents are coming right now there is a skylight gaming team there is or oh, already told you this one of my favorite team right now i support them i know this we are working with we are working with the the team that you mentioned yeah and uh, their owners is a very big e gaming company yeah, based yeah. out of south korea uh, and i think uh, maybe in your uh, blogs or the post and things like that whenever we do the press release and whenever this information is out i will share it with you and then maybe you can you can do this and maybe i think we can uh, do a triangle podcast where i yeah. would introduce you to the business head of orange rock in india yeah. Yeah. so so you know, maybe you could do something on e gaming and we can be involved then in that would be honor for us because uh, at that time uh, i was uh, talking to the one of the content creator that i would name it because he's not working with uh, with them right now but he's a really good uh, broadcaster right now he is working with the battleground uh, industries right now he's doing commentary right now for them so yeah yeah and the uh, and the also the chess is uh, i think in the pandemic only when samarana started the chess streaming at that time more people connected uh, with him and then this this seed which are implanted by uh, uh, vishiana and sagarsha was also um, started with this chess base in dev from 2014 he started at that time and now the seed which he implanted and now it's become a huge tree right now and because all these people they works really hard at that time now we are getting a ripping fruits right now and what uh, and in 2000 in 2020 20 only uh, chess a chess olympiad happened at that time and india became the joint the joint winner with the russia this is the first time which has happened right now in the history of chess so i think now the talent is a very are, interesting phase yeah correct i totally agree it's a very very interesting phase i hope it doesn't die down and i yeah, hope uh, the people who are in this uh, i hope there are a lot of uh, not just sports issues but like a lot of uh, people who are behind the reason of these guys the yeah. success can match the commercial side of things too because uh, because like you said this is the golden period and there should be that much support and investment so that this period doesn't die there is only a legacy that can be made from here on so mm-hmm. so um, so it's very fascinating and interesting and this we only be having a ipl style chess tournament which is backing by anand mahindra correct sir correct. tech mahindra will be backing this tournament vishi anand is the commissioner of this tournament and i think it's going to be very good all hey, the hey, i also read about it i find it very exciting yeah correct yeah last year only it announced and i and when i see because uh, the first sport the indo sport which i learned was chess and when i was uh, six year old i learned that okay, chess wow. yeah yeah I, i the thing is you can play anywhere in the world you are sitting with a friend and start playing that if you having that that carpet uh, chess board right with you and the pieces of uh, all the chess pieces you have you can start play anywhere in the world so yeah correct correct in calcutta we have a culture uh, yeah. so there's this famous bridge bridge yeah uh, the, under the bridge they used yeah, to play yeah. it, so, it's, it's called the open chess things which happened it's yes, also happening so, in new york also in california also they also i could not recall the names yeah. but, so yeah, yeah yeah right now it's a really good thing right now it's happening so it's like, very very popular people there is a busy traffic yeah. it's a busy busy chaotic place hmm. and there are two men who will be sitting and playing chess Yeah. So it's fascinating. Uh, I think your journey also, like you said, you learned chess as an indoor sport. I also played, uh, like I played chess decently. I'm not like very good, but maybe I think I was a very outdoor person. Yeah. So I tried playing TT also. I played, but I think uh, every time that I had to get out of my house or my class or whatever, I think that suited me the most. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> just to uh, do the thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah that's about it i hope this culture which is right now started and now the e sports are also um, uh, connecting with the chess uh, chess players right now the the tsm e sports team they signed uh, this hikaru nakamura he, they signed him uh, he was yeah he's a i think 
first male chess player who got signed by any e-sport team. Then there is Team Enway. They signed uh, Bote's sister, Alexandra and Andrea Bote's. They, they are the chess streamer, but they also signed so that they can also enter into the, this uh, chess market also. And we and in India we are still looking. Is there any e-sport team which will connect with the within Gujarati or Vishy Anand or uh, uh, we had such a great talent right now? I you I never hope, know. You never know. I would love to throw this idea to the OR people saying, why don't you take this young kid as your chess player and grow your team and your brand? Because the idea for OR is just not to compete in PUBG. Mm-hmm. Now they want to make it a team that's going to compete in multiple esports universe yeah so and then there is a team could be maybe i'll connect you with that guy on the post and you can maybe I, it would be honest sir. it would be <laughs> honor for me yeah so uh, the last question would be uh, how how was running an esports agency brings a new kind of challenges for you especially this in this pandemic also and prior to the pandemic How is the, is the, your experience? Uh, then, then see, a lot of the times, uh, people don't understand what I do, hmm. number one. So, um, half the time people are thinking, so you're a manager or like a personal, uh, this thing, but I'm none of those. Uh, people do, who don't have an idea. Then there are, then I find a pool of people who, uh, come to me and I've been told this I don't know how many times people who know football name these football agents to me uh, people who don't know football or a generic audience will come and say Jerry Maguire are you Jerry Maguire and uh, and then I say if some like yeah okay if that is your knowledge to understand what I do okay um, but the ch- the real challenges are uh there's not a lot of success rate in in this line of work uh and uh, the funny thing about talent is uh talent comes up grows the cycle dies down and there is new talent so it's a cycle that goes on nothing stays forever uh so the period of working with players are very short and what you can do with them. Uh, so I think keeping that in mind, uh, there are various different things that you face. Uh, not a lot of corporates also understand. Uh, now they now they are more aware of player management agencies and things like that and, and all of that. Uh, so that's been the uh, core challenge. Uh, financially, it's not really, uh, again, like I said, you need to have patience. Number one, the key, if you want to get into this is you can't be chasing money from day one. Uh, so you need to have a lot of patience. I think I had that because for one and a half years of me starting my company, I was struggling like struggling to with the expenses and the inputs that I got, uh, you know, expenses and revenues, they were very different in, in, in numbers. So, but I was very confident. I had a lot of confidence in myself, uh, my team. Uh, I had clarity in my vision, what I wanted to do. Uh, maybe a little bit of blessing, luck, universe, whatever you want to call it. I had that by my side. Um, and it worked uh, and it's working Uh, I think post uh, during the pandemic one of the biggest challenges has been uh, one of it's not a challenge but I find it extremely funny is uh, there are social media agencies influencer marketing agencies and all this crap that comes up all these people are under the thought process that if they get a television star or a singer or an actor, they can get the sports person also like that, but it doesn't work like that. And they think if the player or these or, 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 or these whatever television singer or these various artists, when they work with these social media or influencer agencies, that they're working with them and there's that exclusivity or whatever. But that's not there in with players. So I get 
every day i think i get 10 emails from random uh social media or influencer marketing people and they the, the money that they talk about one minute video or a uh, 500 rupees may they will say hello hi i find it extremely stupid and they don't understand what a agency like us do so uh, social media is one part of the entire umbrella of the player that we look into you know so it's not contracts it's intellectual rights it's image rights it's marketing rights it's exclusivity it's brand building it's sponsorship there are 10 different things that a representative agency does which is us we represent players we don't do social media or influencer marketing it's a tiny part of something maybe we would explore and do with the player but that's not everything that we do so a lot of the people who don't understand this i think you should have clarity on this and uh, and players are not television or music artist mm. so you're like a karina kapoor can give you a 500 rupee hello mm. but like i'm not really a fan of vandana taking 500 rupees to do hello Mm-hmm. uh you know because different playing ground so um so i hope the new generation of digital marketing people or in this domain that people are coming out they are able to distinguish this you know they are able to distinguish uh between neera chopra and salman khan it's yeah. very important so so i hope uh, they apply uh, something that they don't apply working in companies which is their brains mm-hmm. so please apply yourself and treat different people like different things you know neera chopra is not going to be invited for someone's wedding to do a dance and take money for it mm-hmm. where is a salman khan will right mm-hmm. so please understand what these people do so an aspiration value for a youngster can be a neera chopra Mm-hmm. but maybe his his or her favorite actor on camera is maybe a salman khan so like don't fucking mix the both two different two different entities right now don't yeah. <laughs> don't why? don't collide <laughs> don't like make why and and the biggest problem is uh, people who have done all this celebrity management or singer management or artist management they think oh sports management super easy man it's the same thing abhi arijit singh ko represent karna aur harmanpreet ya manpreet ko represent karna same cheez hai nahi hai it's not the same thing uh you know representing indian hockey captain or uh, or sunil chhetri or like uh, these guys or gurpreet singh sandhu and uh, these guys it's two different things yaar uh, you can't mix it or you think oh uh, is the same thing matlab ha matlab same deliverable same money wo sports khelega ye gana gayega it doesn't work like that so please it's my humble request that apply yourself all these youngsters who are getting into this domain of sports management or athlete management and things like that i think the next the next the next thing will come would be the e-sport business how they right now there's a one uh, 8 bit creative which is handled by 8 bit thak who is the co-owner of uh, this 8 bit asset well this is a one uh, famous indian e-sport uh, team uh, and also com- right now it's become it's it going to become a company in the future and they are uh, revolution they they come with a very revolutionary idea they will only manage their they manage e-sport players separately and they manage their the content creators who are making their content in e-sport they are managed in different way i think this thing will i think फास्टर रेट ऑफ पीपल अंडरस्टैंडिंग 
because we uh, we learned so much from these uh, indonesian south korean companies how they are doing right now how the european and american com- esports companies are doing right now i think we are catching up right now in the playing field also we are doing really great but i think in in behind the curtains what other things happen managing a player legally and illegal what other things that he needs to do i think we are coming up really well so yeah i think that would be all for us thank you so much uh, abhishek uh, for coming for this podcast thank you everyone for hooking up till the end of this podcast if you do like this episode make sure that you give a like and follow our podcast you can also check out website where we publish our blogs you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook we will meet in the next episode of our podcast until then goodbye everyone